Okay. So we're actually on, we're taking a little bit of a break to go to page Tufnun Gimel, which is 453. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things that ends up happening on a lot of Yom Tovim is you end up learning about the Yontif on the Yontif. So by the time like Hanukkah or Pesach or something like that is half over, you finally like learn something about the Yontif and you're like, oh, I wish I would have kind of like had a little bit of insight beforehand. So I figure there's two, there's two weeks before Hanukkah. I figure we may as well, I don't know, we'll do on Hanukkah, we'll just go back to the other one, but I figure we may as well use the time. It's really, we'll just split it into two. They're a little shorter, but that's okay. The second, next week is really a little bit more almost like deep, you know, maybe you call it philosophical, call it whatever you want. It talks about Choshech of Yavan. Uh, this one is a little bit more general in scope. It's split into two parts. One is talking about Hanukkah and Purim, and the next one starts talking about the Tzur of Hanukkah itself. Um, so I figure we'll split it into two, and at least we'll, uh, we'll gain insight. But like, like uh, especially if you've been listening to the other shirim, so it really kind of ties together in, in, in a lot of ways is... His Ashkafa really comes kind of blazing through anyway. So page Tafnun Gimel, it says the Hakdama, we'll do the, the Hakdama. And then the first of two chapters that are specifically about Hanukkah. So he says, in the Hakdama to Hanukkah and Purim, the Pasuk Sheni Shalatayra, Matsu Chazal Remez La Arba Hagalios, Shaklal Yisrael Tsarich Lis Nasais Bahan. The First, the 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 Chazal Armarames they find a, an allusion in the second pasuk, which we're gonna talk about now. He's gonna quote a medrash to the Dalit Galios by by Imbaratius, and he's gonna talk about why that's specifically important and why the Remez is in the is in the pasuk talking really about creation uh, of of reality, you know, of the world as it were. Rish Lakish, Rish Shimon Lakish, Pasar Karya B'Malchios. So he was interpreting the Pasuk about the Malchios. Va'aretz Haisa Sohu, the earth was desolate, right? Zum Malchus Bavel, Shnemar, Ra'isi Esa'aretz, Fihinei Tohu, Zibazit Amsukim, it's kind of like a comparison based on Psukim. Vavohu, Zum Malchus Madai. Vohu is referring to Madai, Shnemar Vayav Hilu, like a confusion, Lahavies Haman. That they were that they were darkened the eyes of the Israel with their gzeros. So that they should write on the horn of a, of a shar that they don't anymore have a portion with Eloke Israel. Al Sahaim, the uh, on the face of the whole depth, that there can be that nothing can be plumbed like the Tahom, Matahom Afrasham Kane, that just like the Tahom has no you can't reach the bottom of it, Rasham too, Something v'nochal of Royal Kim. Now, the, 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 uh, now we're going to get again more into Yavan, more into Chayish, more, more next time really. Uh, Yavan is is in, it's different than the other Galios. We're going to see that every Galios had its flavors. At the end of the day, Yavan and ultimately Edom. You know, Edom was really bar- very barbaric and so forth. But there are certain things in the current Galos that really have certainly we see the all of the uh, the uh, remnants or or like you know the 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 shrushim of Greek philosophy and. You know, in terms of, in terms of the, even the current, you know, kind of sentiment, but there were misyavnim, there were Hellenists, there were never like you know misadmim and misbavlim. You know, right. you know, the the the, right. the culture, the culture and the, the you know the supposed <clears throat> sophistication and the chachma yafdelukim the yefes. There's a lot to talk about with with yefes and Greece, uh, but not not just really again in terms of the Hanukkah story, but in terms of because Edom is considered to have uh, certain certain. Uh, um, it, to to incorporate a lot of the the ideas that we're going to see in the Abu Galios and the and all the other three Galios, so it's relevant for us now. But anyway, let's see what he says. Haremes azeb ma'isa bereishis baloi marlanu ki arbaz hamalchios vhagalios ena mikra elahechrech mitzad abria atzma. So this is a big point. Maral talks about it also. When we talk about the Dalit Galios, we're not just talking about different nations um, that happen to that that happen to uh, 
exile the Jews and that we were by them. What it is, is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a Bria with certain, uh, certain Ra in it, certain, you know, so to speak, imperfections, in order that those imperfections be fixed and there be tikkun and there be and that there's going to be gilo yehudo from the choshech and these are very specific imperfections. These are very specific areas of 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 lacking that are there to be addressed, and those are represented by the four by the four nations by the four galios. So when we're omade on what these galios represent and where they came to to uh, exile the Jews and what the forces were that we were going up against, so it's in the it's in the psukim that discuss Bereshis because these are almost like the four areas that Hakadosh Baruch Hu left in the Bria that there was something missing that there was something ra over there that needed to be corrected in order to move towards Melech. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world, the physical world, and, you know, inside of the physical world, not necessarily physical lackings, but inside the world that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created, there were certain, there were certain areas that are going to need tikkun. Whether they understood it through Ruach HaKodesh or through Mesorah, there are four things, as it were, when we talk about Malchus, we talk about reflecting Hashkacha Pratis. We talk about reflecting HaKadosh Baruch Hu in the Bria. That's Be'etzem what Malchus is. When we talk about the Dalad, the, the Dalad Malchios, the Galios, these are four Kaychas that in different ways seem to contradict HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus in the world. They are the four other Malchios, so to speak, right? As if there were four other Kaychas that, are, that, that do not have, uh, that, or they shift one's focus from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Malchus in the Bria. The idea of a malchus when we have this lack, when, when this idea comes up in Klal Yisrael, we have a parnas hamesgalat zibur The idea of having leadership for leadership's sake—that's not in order to lead people towards purpose, but just the idea of having a parnas. Or does he say the the parnas hamesgalatzibur that he's lording over the nation out of arrogance, out of whatever whatever mida it is? But in other words, just wanting that. So we, see, we certainly see that today. I look at politics, right? In other words, but Edom has all, everything is built into Edom. The idea of of just having leadership for leadership's sake and conquering—that's something that was in Bavel. Hauma bailas yetzer Yeah, sorry. Hauma bailas yetzer shlita the yetzer of rulership. Zehi Bavel, this is coming from what's represented by Bavel. To snatch and to absorb and to swallow everything that you can. This is represented by Persia. Again, what's the. One is physical taiva, one is. Oh, political power. Political power. Now this is this is a, a big one, right? In other words, there is chachma. There, there, there's no there's no disputing that there's gravity and that there's science and that you know things are like that. But the question is, as a religious person, we ask, why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu make gravity? Why did Hakadosh Baruch Hu make the bria that that it is? We view it, we view there as creation and as hashkacha pratis, and there's an active creator, and the world is reflecting Ratzon Hashem because it's guiding us towards a certain place. It's true that there is a, there is an exquisite sophistication and architecture to nature and to science, and that's the way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu established the bria. But when you view that as a science in and of itself, you start talking about evolution and you you, tell, you know what's it called abiogenesis and whatever, all, 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 all these types of things that are, you know, that are studying them for their own sake and trying to divorce them from, you know, from, from a Bayre'aylam, mm. uh, appreciating the arts, but, but not, not as Neflai Sabayre, just appreciating for, for their own sake right. and, and relating specifically over here to Chachma and Naishis, 
So that becomes, you know, like I said, uh, Kant, right? Existentialism, mm. you know, things, humanism, I don't know, whatever, whoever else, right? Zui chachmas hayivanim. So this is the Ivanim. If I don't, uh, you know, there was a, uh, a certain class of philosophers that the Rambam talks about called the... Um, Metukalaman or something. There were a bunch of Arabs that were trying to reconcile things with Greek philosophy. One of the things that they believed is if I can't imagine it, it can't exist, which is kfir, because the flip side of that is that and they said if I, something can only exist if I can imagine it. The flip side is that if you can't imagine it, it doesn't exist. So, you know, so that means that anything outside the human experience, right? In other words, there's a lot of things like that. You can't see ultraviolet rays and you can't hear dog whistles. And then there are things that you can't imagine that they're outside the scope of what our brain can handle mm-hmm. if you if, if once you have the you know once you take the approach that if you can't think about it it doesn't exist let alone it's not important but that doesn't even exist so then that's you know establishing this the scope of reality by by the human experience okay Yisrael represents uh, Shlemus, right? So again, in other words, our job in life is to is, is to be like an antenna to, to reflect Malchus, to reflect the Boreolim in the world, to reflect Shemus, Shlemus. HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a world that is 100% perfect, and he built into the world certain areas that are a perceived chisaron, and there are a notion of Ra that are pushing back on HaKadosh Baruch Hu's total Malchus, and these are represented by the characteristics that, that are in four out of the 70 nations, but they're represented by four of them, and the nation that represents a Shlemus and the HaKadosh Baruch Hu's emissaries in this world, and to be ultimately a light unto the nations, right? We've said before that in a certain way, the same way that the Jewish nation has Kohanim, so human beings have the Jews. We're Amkainim, Vagai Kadosh, right? So Amzu, we're supposed to be, make a positive example. We were quoting last week from certain Pesukim in that at the end of days, the Goyim are going to say, okay, so the Jews have the truth, and they're going to come, the, the Goyim are going to come, and, say, and all of a sudden they're going to look at the Jews, and, you know, at least in one particular uh, area of Ishayahu, he says that they're going to be very disillusioned, because all of a sudden they come to the Jews, and the Jews are busy with every, with every other nation's culture in the world, you know, and Yeshayahu is giving them Musr for that. But the, the Jewish people as a nation are, represent the Shlemush. Amzu Yitzirasi Lit, Hilasi Yisaperu. We are the ones that, uh, and right after this, Yishayo starts giving them Musr and saying, but you didn't do this. But, um, but, I, but the, the Jews are the ones that are telling our Kaddish Baruch Hu's praise. So the Jews represent this Tachas and Taira, and with acceptance of the Torah, we have it. We go through, and this comes, you know, there's peaks and valleys, you know, we, we, Gullus is hard. But through the course of history, Rav David Gott, I didn't read it, but I bought it. Rav David Gottlieb has a book uh, called. I forget what, but it's his, he, he wrote a book a year or two ago, and one of his like proofs of like uh, of uh, of like a god in the world of an active run, a force running the world is just the existence of the Jewish nation, mm-hmm. right? In other words, it, it, and he goes through all of a lot of the arguments are standard arguments, you know, the thing that that allows a nation to come together to begin with, let alone exist, is common culture and common language and uh, you, you know either business whatever he goes through, and I, I didn't read the book, but I heard him speak about the book yeah he was he was uh plugging the book on Torah anytime so i listened to him like you know the basic force of the arguments i don't think it makes no difference it makes no sense so the jewish people through the course of history are in a bunch of different situations and their job is to channel shlemus and represent it and be and be hashem's representative all of lama benisionos kamosha avosav amdu benisionos shalahem we don't we don't thrive despite the nisionos we accomplish our job through the nisionos and this is not really from a personal perspective this is from a national perspective that the goyim are going to come and say that uh, you know what, what are you what are you so high on the Jews for like you know they they messed up and Hakadosh Baruch Hu is going to say you yourself are going to testify what they were able to accomplish in Galus. It's not easy. This is the tzura. This is the life of a Jew. It's not like it's second best. 
rest, unfortunately, okay, post Chait Rishon, whatever it is, but the bottom line is, is that the, the, the life of the Jewish nation is, exists in, in, in Gullus. This is part of our job, for now. Tukufus hanis yoinai shema nikra aleha shibad malchiyos. The idea of Shibud Malchus is a function of our current stage leading up to Mashiach. It's not just that we're like, you know, it's so easy to say, you know, our hands are tied. It's a very different perspective. If you think about it, I don't know how many mitzvahs I say we have, but like 200, I don't know, whatever it is, but like, 40, no. no, much less than like 180 or something. Oh, it's less, so. What's like 248? What's the amount of positive mitzvahs in the Torah? But we have, no, not even, what am I talking about? We have like 80. If you look in the Chavetz Chaim, he has like oh, a you list mean the of. the ones we can do now? Yeah. Okay. We have like, like 200 yeah. plus yeah. out of the 613 mitzvahs are based on Mikdash related. Right. We have the, the, our religious life, as it were, is severely handicapped um, now. And it's very easy to say. So, you know, we're, we're missing tachlis, we're missing out. And one of the things he says, and this really leads into a lot of what we've been talking about in a personal way, but even in a national way, he says that, no, the, the way that we're, that we're living now and the circumstances that we find ourselves, that's a function of, of our job right now. Right now, for better or worse, mm-hmm. what we're going through is a period called Shibud Malchios, and that exists standing up to Nisyonos, and that, that's what our job is. Baruch Hashem Baruch Hashem, we've already completed three of them, and now we're in the fourth, so hopefully that'll be over soon, Hashem. Bavel finished with Shkias Malchus Bavel, Galus Madai Nistam Emnes Purim, Galus Yavan is Melchemes Achashmanam Bnei Chanukah. So there were certain points in history where those those uh, forces through their nation, as represented by their nations, were in positions of power, and they and uh, the, those forces took a back seat at these times in history. There was a small little taste of the Gula Achrona at each one of these times when we overcame them. In in Gula Achrona, who bitul hara, and at the end, it's going to be a total bitul of ra of evil again. Now it really is incorporating all the forces, and ultimately everything will fit together, and the final, the final gula uh, is going to be a function of Yichud Hashem, and there's not going to be any representation of any forces that even in perception are going against a complete Yichud Hashem, and everything just complementing and being part of, uh, I mean, complementing, just being part of a Kodesh Baruch they were mamish saying that it's all about human experience and human intelligence and sports and, and, and human development and that, that has nothing to do with God and when the, when the ultimately it was like 13 chashmanayim you know it was like 13 yeah. like emaciated yeah. yeshiva guys you know not athletes who came against the Greek army when the force of Ruchnius was able to overcome that they went and that, that totally overcame that sentiment. That's Hanukkah, and then this Purim. Okay, last paragraph. But now we're just gonna start the piece on Hanukkah. So the piece one that he says, starting off Hanukkah and ultimately Purim, because Purim is another one of the uh, the Dalit Galios, is the end of it. Is that when we look at these Yamim Tovim, they're not just Yamim Tovim. The state Hakadosh Baruch Hu created a Bria. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is hundred percent perfect. And anything that he creates is 100% perfect, and he's not getting into it now. Akadosh Baruch Hu created a Bria with a perception of certain Ra and certain forces that seem to be anti, uh, anti the notion of Yichud Hashem. And those are three, sort of, four, but three very specific forces in the Bria, the fourth one being more all-encompassing. Those are very specific forces in the Bria, and those are what, what are there to be overcome by Yisrael, who represents Shlemus, and our job on a national level, and ultimately on a personal level, to be able to understand how we're supposed to grow through these, is, is, is being able to identify what these are as represented by the three nations, and through doing that, we can understand what it is that we're trying to accomplish on Hanukkah through Yavon. Mm-hmm. So he's going to get next time more into Choshech and Yavon, but we'll start. Neis Chanukah Mikdash. First thing first, you know, we all talk about the Nase of Hanukkah and the Beis HaMikdash. What are you talking about? There were 10 Nisim all the time in the Beis HaMikdash. There were Nisim Maisa B'chol Yom in the Beis HaMikdash. 
Right. It was constant. Things didn't deteriorate. They didn't decay. Mm-hmm. Any decomposition, spoilage, So we say that the base Hamikdash really represented almost like a little area in space that was outside of the world. It was of the world, but it was outside the world. Certain natural processes didn't apply in the Beis HaMikdash. The most specific one that he is pointing to was the idea of deterioration, of decay. Friction slows things down, creates heat, whatever it is. That's part of the natural process. But as far as the Beis HaMikdash, which was outside of the natural process, there was no decay or deterioration. When nature is held up to its ultimate standard, things were not ruined through the idea of decay and deterioration is a function of chet. Now everything obviously is finite that Hashem creates, but this idea of spoilage and things like that, of getting used up, of Hashem not just in being able to inject bracha into the world and that bracha existing is a function of chet. Uh, so there was the uh, uh, there was the nace where Elisha came and he was pouring from the jugs and the nace and the oil just kept on flowing and flowing and flowing mm-hmm. right it's a story in Navi until there was no more Kalen left and then the oil finished mm-hmm. whatever the story in Navi was it was a big nace Elisha was just able to take this one jug and continue pouring oil out of it into other Kalem until there was nothing left it didn't finish so he says, by Elisha Hanavi, he lived in a realm for him that wasn't a nace. In other words, we live in a world where things have more limits. They finish up, they decay, they deteriorate. Right. There's more limitations. So for us, when we see something that's not according to that way of acting, that's a tremendous, you know, we, we, it says by Avram Avinu, that age, you know, but until Avram Avinu, there was no zikna in the world. Right. The idea of the aging process, right? So he says, Elisha Hanavi, so him for Elisha wasn't the nace. The point that he's trying to come to is that we have to focus on what really the what are we trying to tap into by Hanukkah. We have to look under the hood and see what nakuda. So he says the most obvious nakuda that everybody talks about is that the oil didn't finish. The truth is is that the the oil I mean the oil didn't finish. If you're talking about base hamikdash dick type of living and type of anhaga, nothing finished. So the oil operated the way that things operated in the base hamikdash. That that's mm-hmm. not really a Hanukkah related nace. It's a base hamikdash related nace. Right, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, goes on. By our standards, it was a nace, but for him, that wasn't a nace. Second paragraph. So in the base of Mikdash, it was like a little bit of a pause on reality. Things didn't really deteriorate. So this on its own, the fact that the oil didn't burn up on its own is not unique to Hanukkah. It's unique to Beis HaMikdash pre-chet type of existence. Now it's true at other times, even in the Beis HaMikdash, the oil did get used up, whatever it is. But if we're focusing on a characteristic, the characteristic of not becoming used up is not a one-time thing unique to Hanukkah. To varying degrees, it existed in other place, places or times in history where people were able to rise above the natural, uh, the natural anhaga. Bach, the famous Bach, Rachel has Hanukkah, maybe as Divrei Rambam Rattenberg, Ava Bachanaka, Iker, Xer, Hoya, Alsesh, Rashlu, Ba'avoda, O Shachazru, Bachuvalim, Sernafshal, Avodas Hashem, 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 Aide Kainim. So now we're going to read a little bit the language of the Bach, and he says that what was it from? They were Hisrashlu, Ba'avoda. Hisrashlu is a loosening, it's a slippening, it's a weakening, it's a weakening of the Avoda. And unfortunately, uh, I've been really only because it comes up in Ali Shore, he quotes Yishayahu a lot. So I've been using Rabbi Schwab on Yishayahu, which is really very good. Um, but um, 
you know, one, one of the things he focuses on is, uh, you know, people who are either going through the, the, the from motions and, you know, it makes it almost harder to do tshuva on the outside. They don't even realize that there's anything to do tshuva on, but, the, you know, you kind of lose the fire within you. And it's something that, unfortunately, we can relate to. You know, a hergal is a very powerful tool, but on the other hand, you know, when it's misfits and Hashem and you're going through the motions, so he says that they lost their umph. Mm. So how did they get it back? So when they lost their, their enthusiasm about the avoda, Kodesh Baruch Hu took the avoda away, and when they were Meister Nefesh, so that's the opposite of his rash, law of weakening, Hashem gave it back. So that's what we're focusing. If we want to focus on, uh, in the first instance, we'll deal with Choshech and Yavon afterwards, mm-hmm. second part next week. For now, what what are we talking about? Uh, what are we talking about as far as 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 far as the Menaira For now, Hakadosh Baruch Hu took the Avoda away because their Mesiris Nefesh and their investment in Avoda was outward. It was Chitzonius. They were not invested enough. And when there was Mesiris mm-hmm. Nefesh and they became more invested, Hakadosh Baruch Hu gave it back. Mm-hmm. Not only did he give it back, he gave it back miraculously at the Hanhaga of pre-Chait levels. But it was a, an Indian of Mesiris Nefesh versus a weakening of Avodah. When, when did the, this took place? During the Hanukkah? Yeah, before Hanukkah. Okay. So he says, the Purim, Iker Xero was because of the Suda Hashverosh and therefore, uh, and therefore it happened. What did they do? They fasted for three days. Mm-hmm. In other words, the Tshuva has to fit the the, 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 the the crime and the punishment, right? So to speak. Right. But the Tshuva has to fit the, what they were weak in. And by Hanukkah, Iker Xero is also Hashverosh in the middle of the paragraph. Yal Kain. That's why the Xero was to be Mavatli Avoda, Kitani Rice Shagazra Le Mavatla Tamid, Vaod, Amrali Mitzvah Achas Yesh Biodin Matam Batlamata Miyodam, Hemavudin, the Azad Lakas Amanora Shakasba Lahalos near Tamid. Interesting that we're talking about the Tamid carbon. In other words, these are things that are every day. Every day has a danger, but it has a a Mila. It had the dangers that you become desensitized to it. Mm-hmm. The Mila is that it's literally you build your life around it. It's a consistency, it's a kvias. So the Yuvanim came The Kaihanim were the ones who were able to be the vehicle for the saving. Because they were willing to risk their lives. To give up their lives, um, to die for the avodah, and that's why halal and haydaz avodah shebelev. Very interesting. That Rabbi Rabbi Gladstein has in his sefer, as I brought it. But one of the things he he says, maybe we'll, we'll mention it afterwards, is that halal and haydaz are not just a function of. The Menaira is the main, he has a whole approach to it, answering up a Rambam, this and that. But Halal and other things, you know, whatever, you're by the Pesach Seder, you have the Purim, and a function of that is we say, you know, we say Halal at certain times. In line with the miracle and the Yeshua, our Avoda is to shake Lulav, whatever we do, and it comes along with Halal and Haida. Mm. And he says, he has, a, again, it's kind of a Lumdish piece, he says, he asks why in certain places it doesn't even mention the, the mitzvah of the Menaira, it only mentions the Halal and Hodah, that the Menaira is a kiyom of the Halal and Hodah. Mm-hmm. He, he, he actually says, he actually says that, uh, he, he starts off the way that he frames his piece, he asks a question, he says that the Gemara says that people who light the candles uh, the way that they should merit sons who are Tamidah Chachamim. And you see a lot of people, especially nowadays, with the height of Chumras of lighting candles, and we see that their sons are not Tamidah Chachamim. And he, 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 again, he frames the, the, the piece based on somebody named Rebetzal Zalti, who is, I think, the Rav in Yerushalayim, but uh, who brings a... Who brings a who brings a, uh, I think a Rishon, and a Piske mm-hmm. Riyaz, but who says that we are modem that the lighting of the candles is an expression of Halal and Hoda to the point that uh, he says that Shlomo Zalman Arbach says that if a person doesn't light the candles having a kavana, Mitzvah Shuchas Kavana, but as an expression of Hoda, then it could be he didn't even discharge his obligation. I don't know if you'd have to light it again, whatever it is, but the point is that the mitz- it's not that there's a mitzvah of lighting a menorah 
according to this this way of learning, it's not that there's a mitzvah of lighting a menorah, and, and with that you should have also halva hodah. It's that there's a mitzvah to express halva hodah through the menorah, and if you didn't, ex- you, if, if for you it was just chitonius and it wasn't an expression of halva hodah, you mamish missed the boat on the mitzvah. But be that as it may, this is how he's setting up, and now Revolbi is going to add his his uh, thoughts that on Hanukkah the issue is that we we weren't invested, we weren't personally and emotionally and uh, uh, invested in the avoda. We were in the srashlu ba and therefore the fix that had to be made, the truth that had to be made, was al mesiras nefesh. And because it's in the lave, it's avoda shebalev, and that comes with halal and haida, and that's what we have to work on, right? There's no parties. Okay, there happens to be parties, but that's not really a thing, a uh, whole tire behind that, uh, but the, the idea is halal and haida and davening. Panam chadashas reinukan, it's a new idea. Gzeros einan ba'ba The gzeros that happen do not happen, it's not just that the Jews do something wrong and therefore we got punished. We did something wrong, so it's, and well, how's the gzeros sometimes? It's like this, sometimes it's like that. A person lives, a gzeros ba'ba midah k'neged midah. It came because we did something wrong, and the type of, of, of challenge that we received, or the type of message that we received, was directly related to the area that we needed to fix, and that we were weak in. And this is on a national level, and also a person lives with this on a personal level. I'll share with you, hopefully I'll have two minutes, an amazing Rambam that he, uh, he cross-references where he quotes it here later in the Sefer. If you don't mind, just repeat that last sentence again. We needed to... What, was, what did you just say? I don't remember. We'll listen to the recording. But it's directly related. That's what he said. I think what it, yeah. That's what he said. It was the military victory also. But in other words, usually we frame it, well, the miracle was the military victory. The Hanukkah menorah is the hook where we saw Nisim. He says, no, we're reframing Hanukkah. When, the, when we as a people, as an individual, but as a people are weak in a certain area, so then we, HaKadosh Baruch Hu ends up sending us a difficulty that's directly related to that area. Mm-hmm. In this particular case, it was a weakening of Avoda. Nowadays, for our purposes, avoda is tefillah. If we're going to need to look for an area to be meiser nefesh in our in our tefillah, maybe it will be okay. It's hard to not ever talk in tefillin. Maybe it'll be not taking off tefillin during the last kaddish. Maybe it'll be like trying to say karbanis or you know whatever it is. Some area tefillah. But our avoda that we have today is tefillah. He says that in Hanukkah they were just. By rote, they were nisrashlu, they were, they were not invested enough in avoda, and therefore the flip side of not being invested enough is a mesiris nefesh. It happened bedafka with the koanim in the area of avoda, and it, it, therefore it's uh, avoda shebelev, because the whole thing is, is with lev, is avoda is tefillah. And therefore, once they were able to see nisim, they saw nisim in every area. We saw the nisim with the victory in the war, and ultimately with the candles as well. Uh, with the Shemin as well. But this is a new way of looking at the phenomenon that happened to Klal Yisrael. Sin, lacking, mistakes, right? Failures bring with them Xeros. Right, we're in the middle of Corona now, whatever it is. Yeah. But this is the this is the way that we look at things. Chuva mevia lahatzala. And he quotes, I'll, I'll read it to you afterwards. He, he cross-references something later in the Sefer. But it, it's a new way of looking, it's a new way of looking at things. You know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, people, somebody's saying something, you ever have like your cleaning lady and like you're telling her to do something and you're screaming in her face and she doesn't understand and you say it louder. And at some point, the issue is just that she doesn't understand English, you know what I mean? Or she says she doesn't understand English. Instead of asking like Hashem, why is he screaming? Just ask him, what's he saying? Mm-hmm. Right? The idea of a gzera mm-hmm. is coming in response to something. And Mahalach Zehu Binyan Avla Harbeit Kufos and Hargzbeik Zeros Betoldos Aklal Yisrael. This is the lens through which we have to look at things. The Chog Zero Kaidemis Bahechrech, His Rashus Beze Indian Shalavodas Hashem. 
Everything comes through a weakening in some area of Avoda. And everything comes from Mesir's Nefesh. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Naisas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't let us off the derech. If we are weak in a certain area, HaKadosh Baruch Hu sends people to put pressure. That's a gift. Unfortunately, and it's right. not an easy gift all the time. Hagzera ba beikvos hester panim Mesiris Nefesh, Mevia Lidei Neis, and Mesiris Nefesh is what brings us to Neis. He says in Elam de Mechazal that it's, he quotes a Gemara where somebody says, How come in the previous generations they saw more Yeshuas and we seem to have a more of a breadth of learning than they did? And he says, Because in the previous generations there were more Meiser Nefesh. So we see that the idea of Neis, the idea of when a person is able, and it makes sense, by the way, it's Mida Kenegad Mida, right? Mesiris Nefesh means that you are willing to go out of your zone of comfort. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave you certain physical attributes and taivas and whatever it is, and you're willing to go outside of your nature towards something. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is willing, as a word, to bend nature on your behalf. Mm-hmm. So there's a midah keneged midah to it. And when, when a person is able to do mysterious nefesh, that brings nisim. So it's not just like, you know, no matter how good you are, no matter how much we do, you know, it's not just a matter of like, well, if you learn Torah, whatever, you know, whatever it is. The idea of taking on a Mesiris Nefesh, the idea of taking on a Kabbalah, no matter how small it is, but qualitatively, there's a certain element of Mesiris Nefesh to it, and therefore puts you into a Geder of, of, of Nisi. Admar, right, Rav Yerucham says, Bir Gemara Zukamin Chaimri expounds this Gemara beautifully, that we said that because the earlier generations were Meisr Nefesh, that's why they saw Nisim. Mm-hmm. He says, Abai, when Abaye said that, that Abaye was saying that the last generation performed Nisim, when we think Mesiris Nefesh, what do we always think? We always think of people jumping into a fire. Mm-hmm. We think of people getting their head chopped off, mm-hmm. right? We think of like all of the Spanish Inquisition and the Holocaust, that's Mesiris Nefesh. Mm-hmm. So it says Rav Yerucham, when Abaye was saying that the earlier generation saw Nisim because they were more Meiser Nefesh, mm-hmm. that's not because it was a Shas Hashmad and they were willing to die al Kiddush Hashem. The Amorayim were definitely willing to die al Kiddush Hashem. People in our generation are willing to die al Kiddush Hashem. Mesir's nefesh aiches b'chol mitzvah mitzvah. Their mesir's nefesh was in the everyday mitzvahs. Elishiyesh b'zeh gedarim u'madregos ad yarug v'alyavar. There's a spectrum of how Meiser Nefesh a person can be until you get to a point of Yagvel Yavar. There's a Meiser where if Adabar Ava was Meiser Nefesh, we saw it to have this, uh, it was an area of Tznias taking off this, uh, he's willing to pay like up to 400 Zuz because he saw somebody wearing a red thing. Whatever the Meiser was over there, it was an area of Tznias and he went to the nth degree right. to stand up for the idea of Tznias. Mm-hmm. His kaychaz is where he put in full effort. Vakanu said anisim, and this is the side of nisim. Kasher adam minatzel kolay kaychaz yeshen loy beteva arakatze bezel magil madregas malam and heves zochel nisim. If you need nisim, whether financially, whether work wise, mm-hmm. whether family wise, all right, I'm. Um, you know, I remember, you know, people always used to say, you know, I'm not speaking to other people, I'm speaking to myself. Speaking to myself. And I remember I always thought it was very cheesy. And then until, like, mm-hmm. you, you start reading things like this, and you're like, well, I'm not holding there either. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you, you don't want to be pretentious. You think, like, oh, the truth is I'm speaking to myself. Anyway, yeah. so he says, when a person thinks about an area, and the truth is you don't have to pick something that's, like, totally an area that you don't relate to. Pick an area that you do relate to that you could strengthen a little more. But pick an area where the truth is it's a little bit by rote. You're not really putting in full effort. You know, you waltz into shul, you know, after Rabbi Yishmael, halavai after Rabbi Yishmael every day, right? Or whatever it is, you're sitting there on the subway platform and you know that you could take out a safe or listen to a shir and listen to something else. Pick an area that's slightly uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that when you can go l'malam and whatever small area, right? We spoke about by Yom Kippur that the Kabbalah should be tiny, 
But whatever small area is a little bit of a push, that's where you could be Meister Nefesh, that's where you could push uh, push that there could be Beged Anisim. Vizoski and Hagel Malam and Ateva, he and Hagel Shel Shemiz Brachmo and Hagel Ateva. And that is. Where where you're willing to go, the malam and teva, so a kaddish baruch who goes the malam and teva, and that is teva. Where, where you're where you're a kaddish baruch who, in a certain way, that's and we'll talk in a second, is responsive to us. He allows us to dictate his anaga. So if we're willing to take go out of our zone of comfort, out of the way things are or should be, so does Hashem. I was, I brought this other safer. Rebelsky mentions that 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 he says that Hanukkah and Mikates always come out at around the same time. Mm-hmm. Part of the message of the skinny cows and the fat cows is that the, when the skinny cows are in the skinny season, that's when you should eat the fat cows. That uh, that that he said during Hanukkah specifically. He's I mean he was still giving a Hanukkah drasha, but when when times are when times are good, when you have chizik, you can literally absorb chizik that can last you through the entire year. Mm-hmm. So says says Revolbi that the the time that we can have a chizik, especially, I'm assuming, I don't want to assume that maybe your davening is fabulous, I can speak for myself, <laughs> but certainly in the area of avoda and avoda shebelev and davening, the time that we could tap into a mysterious nefesh that could probably carry you through the year. So if you want to take on a davening dick Kabbalah, right, and again, we'll get more into Yavan and Choshech next week in terms of what we're working on, but if, if there was ever a time to take on a davening-related Kabbalah that's a little bit out of a zone of comfort, but enough that a person could keep, that's Hanukkah, and it will stay with you for the rest of the year. Don't be scared. Don't be scared of the nations that you're going in. Rashi lo yarbcha lo yitain lechalirifayon. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not going to like let go of you. Leos nezav menu to be abandoned by him. So Rashi doesn't say much over here, but he says more in Ve'ezchanan. So again, this idea that you, you will seek out HaKadosh Baruch Hu and he will come to you. He's not going to let you loosen his grip on you, his, his hold on you. Hashem will not loosen in you to let you go, he will hold on to you. Hashem won't let you go. So if you want Takarish Baruch, you wanna you wanna be you wanna be in his embrace, so to speak, which we you know sometimes we don't always see it. I'll tell you a funny story. I, whatever, just take it. Take it for what it is. You know, I, I I told you I started like something new at work. I needed. I, I had a, I have a phone from work. I hadn't seen it in weeks. Mm. Because I, I wasn't really going, oh, whatever it was. I mean, these days especially, my kids use it more than I do. But now I needed it for something. Um, and I needed it by... So I needed it by Tuesday. So on Monday, by Shachar, it's like, you know, you say, Hashem listens to you to feel Hashem doesn't listen to you to feel this, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I, I was laughing. I said, like, I need my phone. You know, I'm, I'm going to look stupid. I'm, I have to meet somebody new. He's going to ask me if he's going to call me. I'm going to have to say I lost my phone. Mm-hmm. So I haven't seen this thing in like a week and a half. I've driven a thousand times in my car. Mm-hmm. I get in the car. On Monday, I had to drive to and back from school three times. Yep. First mm-hmm. first high school, uh, right. Ramita High School, and then and similar, and he missed the bus, and then, uh, and then the other one didn't get up. Whatever. I think I told you. You did. I drove out. Uh, I drove. I drove home. I'm getting out of the car in the middle of the passenger seat, not like in a crevice. In the middle of the passenger seat, mm. just smack in the middle. My phone is just sitting there. Mm. It's like the weirdest thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a so every yeah. every once in a while, you dive for something, and Hashem gives you like a little wink, you know. So right. So, but anyway, so Hakadosh Baruch Hu, so it will be Hashem. He shadows you to the extent that you reach out. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Pincus used to say, "You ever like in the car in traffic, and you're not sure like if you're moving towards the car, or the car's moving towards you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not like or, or like on the side, you're not sure who's moving. You know, sometimes you you think that you're moving towards Hashem, but really, to the extent that you take a step to Hashem, Hashem is rushing towards you. He's not going to let you go." Harizel 
מצב אמיתי של פרף וכלל ישראל, וכלל בישראל. הקדוש ברוך הוא מחזיקו בשתי ידיו כביכול, השם גרבס אונטיו, לא יפרש אוסו מאצלו, and he won't let you go from with him. הוא יזברך לי עולם לא יעזב אדם ישראל, he is not going to abandon us. רק האדם יוכל לשם מתוך ידיו, יזברך וללכת לדרך ולב אבו יזברך. He says, השם will not abandon you, but you could kick back. You ever see a mother grabbing onto her kid's hand in the middle of the street? And suddenly the kid bolts. This is a picture of a, of a person that wants to be on his own. Now, Hanukkah is the worst in this because everything, so if you have taiva, you have taiva. If you want to rule, so then you're selfish. Yavan is where like, you want to like, divorce your chachma from being attached to Hashem. Again, you know, the, you know, Aristotle, you know, there is gravity, but gravity is not a function of Ratz and Hashem, the Shev Hashem wanted the world. It's my world. You know, science dictates, you know. Science is great. I don't care who you are. You know, the biggest, you know, if a person is sick, they go to the doctor, and if they're really sick, they go to a specialist. We have increased a lot by understanding the way science and technology and the world work. But at the end of the day, the world is an expression of Ratz and Hashem. The question is not, you know, that gravity works. You know, that you can read a science book or you can read Aristotle, whatever it is. Where, you know, where science stops, where Aristotle stops and the Rambam starts is, well, why is it like that? What does Hashem want from us? Mm-hmm. They should be not brokenhearted. There is actually a subtle uh, separation from Hashem if a person is anxious from people, right? Okay, there are degrees of amuna. No, nobody's going to say that we have no anxiety. But to the extent that a person is looking at something else as having the reins on it, so then he is, that's, that's a break between him and Hashem. Mm-hmm. Hashem won't let you go. If you sense a distance between you and Hashem, it's because you're pulling away, not because Hashem is pushing you away. Mm-hmm. Use all of the kochas that you have and Hashem will respond If you run to Hashem, Hashem will grab you and pick you up. Don't be afraid of anyone. It doesn't mean not understanding that there's a dangerous situation, right? Uh, uh, if a kid understands that he needs you to pick him up, so he cries, so you pick him up. But he, if he feels secure that he, that, that he cries, that his mother will nurse him. He's not worried that his mother's not going to nurse him. You know, so you cry to Hashem, but you feel security. Hanukkah is the time. Don't play kvitloch and go to parties. Hanukkah is the time. Those are distractions. On Hanukkah, you could tap into a chizik that's there for the taking. And the Bach says, that you have eight days of Hanukkah and Aida, that's avoda belev dafka. That's where it starts. But in this avoda, so we need direction. So next time, I'm going to mention to you one other thing before we stop. Next time, we're going to talk more in terms of the Choshech and Yavan and that specific arena of where we, of where we really thrive. But this already is, is, an, is, a, is an area that we could start like preparing and thinking about during the week. Uh, again, specifically possibly in the area of davening, but in relationship, in Mesiris Nefesh, an area where we're not maxing out our Kochas, an area where it's become very by, by rote, right? An area where it's ripe for the smallest Kabbalah, but to go a little bit out of our zone of comfort and specifically in this area of of, of relationship issues. I mean, listen, you don't have to be like Breslov, you know? Talk to Hashem in your own words for one minute a day. Whatever, whatever, whatever that Kabbalah might be. So, but the, the Hanukkah is an area where if you could tap into it, and it'll stay with you for the entire, for the entire year. And I'll tell you, a, uh, what he was talking about, he was talking about earlier, um, a, a, uh, an idea that everything that comes from Hashem is really in response to something to something that we uh, that we do, I'll tell you a uh, an amazing Rambam that he quotes. Sorry, let me just find it. 
You had a number of things you wanted to. Yeah, no, hold on. No, just this at least. This uh, have it to her one second. He, he's a, it's a chapter on page six eighteen. That's what he referenced. Hashem tzilcha. Hashem is as if your shadow, but he says that that dveikus uh, Hashem. We always talk about being davuk Hashem. He says dveikus Hashem is is using your mind, your intellect, your thought process towards avas Hashem, which we've discussed before, towards appreciating, towards understanding, towards developing a relationship with Hashem, towards appreciating Torah for Torah's sake. Learning, you know, that's one of the milas of learning, like you know, Ian, just appreciating the process, um, coming coming towards it. Um, and understanding, and he says to the extent that a person's mind is clear from that, so he's quoting over here the Rambam in Mor Nevuchim, he says to the extent that, he says, mm-hmm. This dveikus is when a person's mind is directed towards Hashem, a weakening in this, is in anything else. Not even Dvar Masurim, just in something else. <coughs> when, when, when a person's mind is clear, you can be at work and say, I'm working to support my family, and that's Avas Hashem, and you right. can be at work and just concentrate, not doing a very, you're doing a mitzvah, whatever it is, right. but you're not, your, your thoughts are on something else, and that you're letting it go. And he says an amazing thing. He says, the, uh, he, it's funny, he quotes, just finishing off over here, but he quotes... Uh, he quotes Rav Yerucham as saying, "Chas v'shalom ein letaris harambam kephilosophy philosoph efsherak lahagid love shuya yada philosophy." We could say that the Rambam knew philosophy. Avalu asma ya kadosh elyon, and he says we see this especially in these last prokem told by Ashkach Pratis in Mayn Vuchim, and he says on Tuf Reish Chaf. There's the Rambam. He says an, an unbelievable thing that takes away Sfekis. To the extent that you know, it's like the Enod Mavado. To the extent that you are totally absorbed by and tapped into intellectually, into a relationship and a connection with Hashem, to that degree you have Hashkacha. And to the extent that a person never diverts their attention from Hashem, and he says, somebody who sometimes gets distracted and they don't have, they're not focused on Hashem. His hashkocha, even no matter he's a good guy, he's a tzaddik, he keeps mitzvahs. Hakadosh Baruch Hu, he has an extra measure or a measure of hashkocha, of direct hashkocha, at the time that he's focused on Hashem, and it works in degrees. And get this, he says, there's a Rambam. He says, "Mipnei zeh." Second paragraph, Yira li ki kol mishetim tu ra meraos haolam in hanaviim or min achasidim hashlemim. Why the base says if you see bad things happening to good people, all of a sudden a navi, a chassid, shalem, people have bad things happen to them. Forget about why they deserve it or don't deserve it. That's a separate issue. But he says lo matzu ara he rak beis hashichahi. It would be impossible if they would be totally focused on Hashem. Mm. They have a total shmira. Mm-hmm. Even when you see bad things happening to a guy, he's a navi. He's at the top of the world. If you see something bad happening to him, it happens to him. At the, it must it can only have happened to him at the time that his attention towards Hashem was diverted. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that his he, he had shikha that his attention was diverted, or the lowliness of what he was engaged in, That's to the extent that he loses the shmir of hashgacha. So he says, uh, the Rav Yerucham says, you see from this parak where the Rambam is talking about these things that as much as he was engaged in philosophy, he was a Kadosh Elyon. But again, so Hanukkah is a time, besides for the Choshech and Yavan, which will be a little bit more like, you know, teeth and philosophical and things like that. But uh, Hanukkah is a time to work on, on developing a connection with Hashem, and specifically in the area of Mesir Nefesh. And it's something that he says, uh, specifically Hanukkah can literally last you through the entire year. Shkayach. Uh, uh, Rav Yerucham came up? What is He's Rabbi. Whenever he quotes, he quotes Rabbi. Yeah. Okay. Shkayach Shmuel. Good night. Good night. Good night.